Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the RFP podcast, episode number 170, Relentless Forward Progress. I'm your host, Mike Ubaldini, and grateful for you guys to join us here today. We're, we're doing something different. Uh, the first time for this one, I've asked Robin, are you there? I am here. Excellent. I've asked my wife, my beautiful, wonderful wife, Robin, to join us today because I wanted to start getting guests on, and this was something probably I wanted to start doing six, nine months ago, but honestly, just kind of let it go away or get away from me. And uh, uh, I could say I didn't have the time, but I just really didn't have the patience to try to figure it out on Anchor. But uh, because of the coronavirus and we have more time on our hands and uh, we're with each other pretty much every minute of every day, we were able to figure it out early this week. And we're going to have our first guest, so don't you feel thrilled and extra special? I'm very honored to be your very first guest. <laughs> a little bit of a sarcasm in there. A little bit. <laughs> so we are live with this, and we'll have to apologize uh, to start, one, because this is the first time doing it, and we really haven't rehearsed anything, so we're just kind of going to let this flow. Additionally, our neighbors right next door, I mean, we're pretty much about 20 10 to 20 feet apart, they're putting a new roof on and they started bright and early yesterday and today. So you might hear some banging in the background, but at this point, Robin is in our bedroom and I'm in the guest bedroom at the other end of the house. So uh, we're going to, we're going to launch this and see how long we go. I, I don't want to go too long. Uh, I usually try to keep this between 10 and 20 minutes. So we'll probably try to do that too. So, but like I said, we didn't re really rehearse anything. I did ask her, uh, if there's anything off limits and outside of the obvious things, uh, we will hold off on those. But I think, babe, what I want to do to start this off is, and we, we talked a little bit about it, um, you know, this whole thing going on here with the coronavirus and um, the shelter in place and however they want to classify it out here in Arizona, you know, we, we, we instituted our own quarantine, if you will, about three or three weeks ago and you know, then they, the whole school uh, thing started. So for those that listen and don't know, Robin's been teaching for the last 20 plus years. So obviously she went to a school to teach. So her, as well as our daughters had been home uh, over the course of the last three weeks. And then really there was a spring break week. And then last week was really trying to get things set up and adjusted to prepare them to work from home or to teach from home. And this week has been the first full week that, you know, Robin, you've been you've been actually teaching and in um, homeschooling, if you will, not homeschooling because we're not really teaching our girls, but you've been teaching your students over the course of the last week. So I guess my question to start this off is, how's that been going for you? How's that uh, adjustment been? And before you answer that, I want to backtrack and sorry to interrupt that, but the reason I thought it would be good to get Robin on one because it was more convenient because she's here, right? That's the one thing. And two is, you know, being involved in teaching for 20 plus years, she obviously has a lot of teacher friends and, you know, she's followed and friends with a lot of these folks on social media. So what I wanted to be able to do is to add another uh, uh, caveat to this, to, to get her knowledge and her wisdom from not only just being a teacher for 20 years with respect to this, but just being a mom for, for 16 years, being a wife uh, for 18 years. And she's 
an exceptional wife and has had me as her husband. So she's learned a lot of lessons on uh, how to, how to be creative and to uh, how to deal with somebody like me. Um, but I wanted to get her thoughts on things too. And so we could share that and get that out, uh, especially now, you know, there's not only folks str- struggling in relationships, uh, but also, you know, there's could be teachers trying to adjust to this whole concept of teaching from home. So I wanted to get her thoughts and advice on that. So going back to the question, um, babe, you know, how have you, how has this adjustment been for you over the course of the last couple of weeks? Um, the adjustment has been hard. Um, teachers go into teaching because they love to be with their students. They love to interact with the kids. And we've taken that element away from us. Um, you know, we're using WebEx or Zoom or some type of virtual meetings to teach our lessons. And the students are, you know, doing their best to log on and to be present. Um, but it's really just not the same. So I think right now everybody's just in that transition phase of really just trying to figure it out. Um, What's going to work best, um, how to keep them focused, how to keep ourselves focused, and then what the expectations should be. So it's definitely been an interesting week, um, a lot of emotions. Um, I've been sad because I miss my kids. Um, I've been very proud of them because of their resilience and they're trying to um, do the best they can with what they have. And then everybody's home situation is different. And, you know, when kids go to school, they get to come to school and kind of be there and be present and leave all of their things that's going on at home behind. And now they don't have that escape. And so as teachers, we also have to be very mindful of what kind of environment they may be in and that learning may not be their main priority. So it's definitely an adjustment, but we're t- I'm trying to provide things for those that can and those that want to, and to really try to reach out to those that I'm not seeing just to check in and make sure. So um, teaching isn't just my only role anymore, I don't feel. There's a couple things that you said I want to circle back to, but I want to hit that last point because you said teaching isn't your your only role anymore. Could you, could you expand on that a little bit? What do you, what do you mean by that? Well, I think I also, I mean, to deliver the educational content would be my job officially as a teacher, but I also want to be there as someone that they can reach out to should they need anything. I want them to be able to reach out to me to try to be able to connect with other people if they're finding that they're isolated. I want to be there as a resource if they just feel they need someone to talk to. Or I want to be as a resource as because they're saying, you know what, Mrs. Ubaldini, I am so bored. I need something to do. Help me. Can you give me something, other things to do? And I want to be there also as a resource to the parents. You know, the parents are being put into this situation where they've never done this. And they are fighting the idea of the kids don't want to focus. They don't want to do schoolwork. There's screens. There's outside, at least here in Arizona, um, so many different distractions So I want to just be more of a resource to those students and their parents to try to help them get through this the best that we can. Mm, That's awesome. That's awesome. That's really a good point. Um, And circling back, because you said you had been sad. And, you know, just for those that don't know, the way we set it up, my office is pretty much about 10, 15 feet from where Robin set up her office. So you know, we hear each other's conversations during the day when we're on conference calls and when she's in her class with her, with her students. And, you know, there's, 
there's moments where we get up and we walk around and we check on each other. Uh, me more checking on her. Cause I mean, my, my business, if you will, hasn't really changed all that much. Um, uh, but this is obviously an adjustment for, for her. So and I, I've, I've seen it. I've seen you kind of stressed a little bit and sad and I don't want to say overwhelmed, but, um, you know, working to adjust to, you know, the circumstances that are going on and it hasn't been easy. And I've, I've seen you kind of trying to, fi- trying to figure out the, what, what the best word to capture it is, but, you know, tired, you know, just drain, drain. That's the word I want to use, drain. So with, with that in mind and, and having those feelings towards the end of the day of, of the, 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 the mental adjustment, the physical adjustment, because you, I think that's one, the one thing you had mentioned, you know, that the, the reason you got into teaching was because to be able to have that connection, that face-to-face personal connection, intimate connection, if you will, with, with students. And that's been taken away from you because you're not there physically right there. So how, how has that, how have you managed that? What have, what are some of the things you've been, been able to do to help you kind of push through and, and adjust to not only the lack of connection, but really those, those moments where you do feel sad or you do feel overwhelmed or you do feel drained, what have you been doing? And I, I know the answer to the question because it's the same thing you do whenever you get into this type of situation, but for, for the group, for the audience here, what is it, some of the things that you've been doing to be able to kind of move past and grow through this? Well, I've found that I have to definitely make sure that I take time for myself. Um, You know, I start each day getting outside. I either walk or I run and try to give myself some time before um, I start my day. Um, But I've really tried to just connect also with my students. I've started like interactive journaling where they would write something and I write something back to them. I'm communicating a lot with them via email to help with that. Um, that distance part of it. Um, you know, other things I try to do when I get overwhelmed, and I want to speak about that a little bit. You've mentioned often that I have been teaching for 20 plus years, which makes me feel old. But one of the things that I'm finding when I am old is that there's all this new technology, but that's not really been my emphasis or my area of focus when I've been teaching. So I think that's probably been the most overwhelming part is to trying to figure out how to use this technology in the best way that I can to provide um, meaningful um, interactions with my students. So that's been probably the most overwhelming part is figuring out that technology. But again, you know, making sure that I take time for myself. And you told me this, you know, get up and walk around because otherwise I'll find myself sitting at my new desk and not moving for six hours. And then by the end of the day, I am drained. And I kind of look and have to stop and think, whoa, what just happened? So really trying to take different breaks throughout the day to do things for me, even if it's just sit outside for 15 minutes and just take some deep breaths um, to try to really just focus and bring myself back um, before I go back in to continue to work on um, meaningful lessons for the students. What, from this process, you know, and, and we 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 talk about it, and just just so everybody knows, we we talk quite a bit, uh, probably more than Robin would like to, uh, but I'm always kind of connecting with her or trying to engage with her on on 
you know, shit that I'm dealing with or, or challenges that I'm having, or just to kind of get her insight and perspective on things, because, you know, for the, the, the 11 years, 11, 10, 11, 12 years, I've been going through this transformation or, and trying to work to become a better husband, a better father and a better human being. Uh, I've kind of was blinded by that. And um, I was also trying to get Robin to change because, you know, I, I, we all want to be better. Right. So, you know, I was taking what I was learning uh, and what I was trying to become. And I thought that Robin should and wanted to become something different. But keep in mind that well, I'm trying to, trying to connect my, uh, find my thought here. I was trying to change her when, in fact, she didn't need to or want to be changed because she had already been living the life that she wanted to live. She was, she was living here. She was fulfilling her mission. She wanted to be a teacher. She wanted to be a mother. She wanted to be a wife. And she was living that, that, that dream, if you wanted. God bless you. You didn't think I would be part of that dream when you were a kid, did you? I had no idea the blessing <laughs> that I was going to be given. Wow, a little bit more sarcasm there. Uh, but, you know, and that was, un that was unfair of me to, to do that. But I, I think, you know, throughout the process, we've both learned. But my point in sharing that is that throughout these 10, 12 years, I've been, she's been someone that I've been able to share things with. And just recently, and when I say recently, it's probably been in the past year or two where I've really learned that, um, you know, she, she, I really learned that lesson that she had, she had already been fulfilling her, her destiny, if you will. And I've accepted that. And we, we still struggled with this a lot because I talk to her. We, when we talk, I'm asking her questions and it, there's times where my delivery of the question is not received well. And, um, and, and the, the connection or the conversation or the engagement goes, goes by the wayside, but I have accepted the fact that, you know, we are two different people and we have two different perspectives. And I've, I've also gotten, I think I've gotten better and you could, you could correct me if I'm wrong of, of really asking her questions to learn of her perspective and to learn if she might be looking at something in a way that I should be looking at it so I can learn something different. So I've kind of let go of my way is the only way and my way is the right way. And I've, I've given in to the fact that, you know, I don't know everything. And this is a lesson that we talk to the girls about because as parents, we don't know everything. Um, and, and I think that's something I've learned and I don't know why I mentioned that, but I think it was important. But um, from, from your perspective with this whole adjustment and, and working from home, you know, what are some of the things that you've learned that are positive. So you, you, you talked about some of the struggles and it has been hard, but for, for me, what I pull out of that, you talked about one of the, one of the areas where you, you are overwhelmed is the technology side of the fence, right? So, and this is kind of the world I live on uh, from my profession, but for me looking at you going through this is that's, that's one positive. You are going to be more educated and learn more skills from a technology perspective, but what are some of the other things that, and it might be too early to ask this question, 
but what are some of the things that you're pulling out of this that, that, man, it's, it's not necessarily just teaching from home. It's, it's the whole aspect and circumstance we're living in. What are some of the positives that you're, you're taking away from this at this point? Um, I don't know. It's, it is too, I almost feel like it is too early to find all of the positives, but I think, you know, one of the positives that I've found is that I really am diligent about making sure I take time for myself. And I think pre COVID-19, everybody else was before me, you know, getting the girls to their sporting events, making sure you were able to get what you need, making sure the house is clean, the laundry was done. And every, everything else went before me. But I feel like one of the things that I found is now I have the time to really focus and dedicate an hour of my day just specifically for me. And that's something that I hope that once this is over, I'm able to continue. Um, as far as educationally, I think, you know, the kids are going to find out that they are resilient, that they are capable of doing more than they think that they can. I think they're going to find that my hope is that some of them find that they're very intrinsic and independent learners where they want to learn just because they want to learn. And maybe they find a new passion because of this time. Some of my students have shared with me that they're learning Spanish on Duolingo or French, or someone was teaching himself how to play the guitar. You know, so I hope my hope is that some students find more of their passions um, and start to develop more of that intrinsic wanting to learn and self-guidedness. Um, and I think a lot of them also have found out just how much they miss their friendships and miss school. Mm. And so they might appreciate what they have a little bit more when they get it back. That's a great point. Um, what I'm going to, I'm going to turn that comment into a question for you what what are some of the potential passions or, or new skills that you are thinking about at this point in time and potentially learning? And this is something we haven't talked about, but what is it something that you might be looking to learn or do that's different or that was an action item or a potential on the to-do list that kind of fell by the wayside, but now it might be something that you want to do? Does painting the baseboards count? Because that's kind of what <laughs> I'm thinking about right now as I sit here, you know, kind of well, <laughs> fixing up the house a little a bit. Is, and that maybe isn't a passion, but it's definitely something that I've been wanting to do. And now that I have, yes, that, you have. <laughs> have that time to do it. Um, I don't know. That's an interesting question. I guess I haven't really, I don't feel that I'm at that point yet where I can... <clears throat> I don't know where I can do that. You know, I'm trying to read more. Um, I don't know. That's an interesting question. I, I like, well, I, I shouldn't say I liked what you said, but what you said, something that, you know, prior to this, everything came before you, you know, you kind of put yourself second uh, with respect to, you know, getting the girls where they needed to go with sports. And, you know, I, I completely understand that because my responsibilities and roles there, because when we moved here, I, when we moved here, I started working from home. So I was, you know, I took over a lot of responsibilities um, that you had, if you will. 
as far as getting the girls to where they needed to be when they wanted to be. It was just more convenient back there. One, I was working in an office back east, and two, you were taking them to and from gymnastics. So it was a little bit different. But now being here, I've been up until, you know, three weeks ago, pretty much, I was the one kind of getting them to and from places, obviously a lot more. And what when you first said that, or you, when you said that, that was the first, it really hit me where you indicated you know, I was basically putting myself second, you know, you were putting yourself second to um, everything else that was going on around you from a family perspective. And, you know, that, that kind of bothers me a little bit um, because I, I believe that, you know, you need time and you, you did take some time for yourself at moments, you know, you, you had your monthly uh, brunch with the girls uh, and, and your, your, your workouts. But I mean, maybe that's something I would encourage you to do now is, and I think you're kind of dipping your toe in the water a little bit, but maybe that's something that you could find a, a hobby or a passion that you want to do a skill that you want to learn and for you to create more time for you, because you know, listen, the girls are 16 and, and 13 soon to be 14. Right. I mean, they're independent enough. Um, you know, we as parents don't have to, um, I don't want to say don't take care of them, but you kind of know what I mean right. there, right? Yeah. You know, we, we, don't, we don't have to be hovering over them and making sure that, uh, you know, we're putting Band-Aids on their cuts. I mean, they're, they, they can make their own food. They could, you know, one drives for Christ's sake. I mean, it's, they could take care of themselves, you know, but we have to be responsible parents. But there's a lot less responsibility that you have that you can up you know, and, you know, we've talked about this a lot. Ask, you know, how many times have I told you, listen, if you need help, just ask, you know, and I think in all honesty, I think you and the girls have gotten better at that for asking for more of my time. You know, could you take me here, dad? Hey, Mike, could you pick up the girls here and do that and do this? You know, I think we've gotten better at that. And that's, you know, that's part of the tra transformation. I think, I think my transformation has enabled us all to learn how to better interact with one another. And I think, I think, I think that's helpful. So um, I wanted, I wanted to ask you if you had any questions for me, because now you're recording this. So you could, you could get, this is like, you know, going into court and put my, taking my oath. So this is for all the people to hear. If there's a question you wanted to ask me uh, before I kind of close this out. How do you feel working at home, but now having everybody here with you? every day that's a good question uh i've i've has it been an adjustment i mean it, it has to a degree i think i think the one thing that uh the one thing that i'm doing differently is i have to close the door to my office <laughs> uh you know more often like if i'm on a call and you're on a call uh and plus the where you're at we have those high, higher ceilings so it kind of acoustics in that room or that the, the dining room slash kitchen slash living room area, the acoustics are really echoing. So uh, that's the one thing. I mean, I, the fact that I have you guys here is awesome. I really, you know, I really like having you guys here because when you're not, it's really quiet. It is really quiet here. <laughs> and, and it, it, I, I, I like having you guys here. Uh, as far it's not it's not necessarily more of a distraction it's it's not like i'm not getting my stuff done uh 
it's cool to have a little bit of a disruption where I could just walk out and say, Hey, how's it going? Or check in on the girls. What are you doing? So it really hasn't been too much of an adjustment other than you guys being here and having to close my door every once in a while. And I'm probably listening to my headphones more when I'm listening to the podcast that I'm doing my work just because I don't have it on my speaker or on my laptop. But that's the, you know, that's, that's the biggest difference, really. Not much there. So um, one thing, I, there's two, two questions. One I want to end one on and this one. So with regards to the last 10, 12 years of my transformation, what is the biggest thing that you have learned? Not, not, it has, this is not about me. It's what have you have learned in the last decade of seeing me go through this process? Um, I think probably the biggest thing is just the whole idea of communication and communicating clearly. And when even thinking about when you think you're communicating clearly, almost kind of putting yourself in that other person's shoes to make sure that you really are communicating clearly. I think that's something we still continue to work on is how to communicate in a way that's effective. Um, You talked a lot about you asking me a lot of questions um, just so you want to learn. But I I know initially as when our marriage began and as our first few years, I always got very defensive when it came to questioning because I felt like I was being judged or I was being asked these questions because I wasn't doing things the right way or my way of doing things wasn't right. And that's why I was being questioned. And every once in a while, I think I still feel that way. So that's been an adjustment for me that I've had to really think about coming from your point of view, why is he asking me this question? He's not asking me because he doesn't think I did it the right way. He's asking me because he truly honestly wants to know. And that's probably been the biggest thing that over the last few years, we've really gotten very, very comfortable in communicating. No, wait, listen, I'm not trying to upset you. This is just, I really want to know. This is why I'm asking it. And just really almost overly communicating. And I think that that's just been something that we still need to work on. I know I still need to work on it, but I think that's probably our biggest, the biggest positive that I've seen in our relationship in the last like 10 years is just that we've gotten so much better in communicating that um, a lot of the issues we would have had before, they aren't issues any longer. Mm. Yeah. I think that's, 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 right on the hitting the nail on the head too because i've i've learned from that process too we i just hit on this earlier is that you know my delivery and the way i ask the questions still needs to change i mean i'm learning but i think that's kind of the message we probably want to get out to the audience is you know listen we've been married just over 18 years we've known each other for 19 years and it is, it's, it's hard work. You know, we've, we've battled and, and we're going to continue to battle. And we were having a conversation with our daughters last week about, you know, pissing each other off and, you know, it, it's going to happen. We're going to, Robin and I are going to continue to piss each other off and get in arguments and get frustrated with each other and disappoint each other. And, you know, all the stuff that goes along with that relationship. But I think what you're talking about, Robin, is our communication continues to evolve and continues to get better. Um, and I think that's, you know, everybody says communi- that cliche communication is key. And, and I think it's, it, it's very important. Uh, I mean, just look at the environment that we're living in now. 
and you know, you and I have talked talked about this at nauseum as far as we I don't know what the hell to believe because there's so much information and so much messaging and so much communication coming at us. Um it's just it's you just don't know what to what to believe. But again, we don't have relationships with the media out there. Our relationship and you know, we know we're in this for the long haul and our relate our communication is going to continue to evolve and improve. And I think as our communication continues to evolve and improve, it allows our relationship to continue to evolve and improve, which, you know, that's because we're, we're, we're talking to each other every day. We're learning each other. I mean, we've been married for 18 years, 19 years, and we're still, we're still, you know, learning, you know, we're still learning about each other. You know, I mean, just, just about the whole comment that you just made regarding, you know, when I'm asking you questions, I'm not attacking you. You know, I'm, I really want to know. And that's, you know, it took a while for us to figure that out. So I think that's, that's important. So uh, I was, I'm thinking about, I've been thinking about how do I want to end these, these interviews where the guests or the, I had the podcast with the guests and, you know, the one thing Eric Trans who does ultra running podcasts, asked the, asked six different questions. And he always asked, what's your favorite beer as the last question. And I was thinking about what's your favorite food, uh, but I haven't come up with an answer to how do I want to end this as what type of question, you know, I could say what type of, what, you know, what type of impact do you want to have on, on the world or how, what change do you like to see? So maybe I could ask you the question about what do you think the last question should be? Well, considering the situation that we're in, perhaps we need to have it be a little bit more relevant to the things like, so, you know, what are you binging on Netflix or what game, you know, what card games are you playing with your kids? I mean, I don't know. Okay, here, here, here's so considering the circumstances. So what is, what is the indulgence, right? And that could be, that could be binging on Netflix. That could be eating this or drinking that or whatever the case may be. So what is the indulgence that you're, you have been doing more of over the course of the last few weeks when this started that you didn't typically do? All of the above. Binging on Netflix. (laughs) Been drinking far too much um, adult beverages in the evenings. um, Eating far too much. You know, Alina has been baking and I've been taking advantage of her baking and eating those sweet treats as well. So there's been a lot of indulgences uh, during this one, but it's all, we're doing the best that we can getting uncomfortable. Yes, we can. Well, on that note, I'm going to say thank you, babe. I appreciate it. It was, it was kind of fun. Of course, I'm grateful for everything that you do for us and uh, everything that you do for me and keeping me balanced and insane, even though I'm not all right in the head, but uh, I, I thank you. Hopefully, hopefully you got something from this Robin and hopefully the listeners out there, especially those teacher friends of ours, specifically yours uh, around the country could learn, you know, some of the things that you're doing to adjust and, 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 and communicate and, and help out your yourself, but also your students and your, and your team. So I thank you. Very well, thank much. you for having me. Love you guys. Be safe out there. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye.